With the first pick in the 2008 WNBA draft, the Los Angeles Sparks select Candace Parker. With the first pick in the 2011 WNBA draft, the Minnesota Lynx select Maya Moore from the University of Connecticut. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Rebel Edition, your bi-weekly WNBA podcast brought to you by Sports Ethos and Outlet Pass. My name is Corey. I have Bailey and Chris here. Bailey, how are you? I'm okay. How are y'all? Yep, I'm here. I'm alive. Carissa, how are you? Ready for the weekend already. <laughs> That's ready. relatable. It's Monday. Yeah, yeah sure it, it sure was. It felt. felt. So we are going to be the rare. It feels like the last few Mondays we've actually had games, or maybe I'm just tripping, but like we don't have games today, but we have the Commissioner's Cup tomorrow. So we're going to kind of go over some of the news over the weekend, little things like that, and then we're going to get into previewing the Commissioner's Cup. Uh, so, Bailey, is there anything that jumped out to you that you want to talk about uh, before we get into the Commissioner's Cup? Any news or anything like that? Um, I wanted to ask you. Have mm-hmm. you heard any diagnosis on Bria Hartley? Uh, they haven't. So there's nothing from the team yet. Uh, I haven't even. They haven't even mentioned whether or not she's gone for like an MRI or anything yet. So I, I they're typically pretty quick about letting. Like if nothing else, with, with the injuries, because we found out about Jasmine Thomas really quick. So I'm hoping that this will come about pretty quickly, uh, and obviously hoping for good news. That was a uh, pretty scary. I missed it. Like I was watching it, and like, I got looked away at the brief second that it happened. And then um, when I saw it on Twitter afterwards, I was happy that I missed it the first time. It was one of those things that you just kind of like flinch when you see it. So, yeah, I'm, like that's obviously awful given what she's coming back from. So, fingers crossed and hope for all the best for her. It's definitely something I regret looking up. Oh yeah, it was it was gross. Yeah, it, it was non-contact injuries to me are just always so much worse. Yeah, and, like, you could see that it wasn't, like, like, I don't think it's anything, like, like usually, like, with an Achilles, you can tell because, like, something gave out. And, obviously, like, this is definitely in the knee and not that. But, like, also, you could see it was because, like, she stepped wrong. Like, it yeah. could, so, like, at least there's an explanation, which makes me think that it, it may not be. Usually, whenever it's, like, like you said, the full non-contact, all of a sudden just collapse. You're, like, oh, my God. But, so, I'm hoping this is a little bit better than that. It could be a hyperextension. I know we talked about that briefly off air but that would be a huge victory because then you know she'll be able to come back I don't know if it'll even be this year just given how, how short's left in the season but obviously we want to see her healthy for next year wherever she's playing so yeah and I and I think um what Sydney Weiss had to say about it was very very important let me pull that up I think she made really good points about just kind of the overall stress and strain of what happens in the W 
you know, what is happening, especially as of late. Um, but she talked about how Bria came off of an overseas season, had some aches and pains that she was working through, if we all recall. And she got traded to Indiana while she was overseas. She got to her new team, trying to find a rhythm, new home, new environment, new system. That's a big adjustment. And then she was waiting and picked up by Connecticut. Quick turnaround to yet another new reality. Settles in as best she can. Keeps her head straight. Shows us work every day. Learning new teammates, plays, and an organization for the second time in a condensed season. She's off to the races because we are demanded to perform right away. It's our job. And then she goes on to also factor in that Bria has a son. And that the, she says the women's professional basketball world is the most cutthroat profession. She went from having three different team environments in a matter of months with her son to have a job. And we don't talk about the off-court details that play into all of this. It's, it's She said she got hurt with no contact, just one misstep, and who knows what comes next. But look at what this human had to process through off the court. It translates and it's felt we can't overlook the off-the-court weight that plays a major role in this moment. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It, you really take it for granted, right? Because we're so used to other leagues. And by other leagues, I mean the men's league, where if you get injured, there's some level of guarantee or there was a higher level of play, sorry, higher level of pay that will protect you. And I don't even know. I, I, I didn't look up, like, what the financial, what her contract was this year. But, like, they'll find a way to get out of any amount that they can. And there is nothing guaranteed. And uh, coming off of... The ACL injury, it, it, like obviously, you know, last year was a lost year. So, like, it's it's just very tough. And like you said, like like from that quote said, like it's very easy to just say this is the person on my television. This is the person that, to some extent, provides me entertainment or whatever. I, I use sports as an escape, but for them, this is like like it, they're a person that may be on the precipice of losing their livelihood. So that's what's really sad. Well, fun way to start the pot daily. What? You picking the most fun and upbeat way to start off the pod. I mean, it just, just felt. It just felt. Uh, it's absolutely relevant. I'm just giving you a hard time. Yeah, and I also wanted to just know because you're our son guy, so I wasn't sure if uh, there was anything that I had missed. No, we got a few releases today, but nothing about that. Like a few press releases, but. Nothing crazy. What's the Thomas player of the week? No big deal. Triple-double? Yeah, I'm, I will be doing a clip thread on that sometime this week. I, I said that on Twitter, but, like, yeah, I'm obviously thrilled. I, I think that the nature of triple-doubles in the men's league is kind of, to me, watered down the experience. But then whenever, like, like I say that and I'm watching it happen and I'm like, well, this is my favorite player doing something that no one's ever done. In the history of our franchise, and only the seventh, what I think they said, seventh person, or was it seventh or seventeenth player ever to do to have a triple double? I can't, or was it seventeenth total, something like that? For some reason, that number standing out to me. Um, it's just really cool. I like. I, I've talked about her impact all year, and like I said, I don't think it necessarily needs to be the round numbers to make it special. I think that what she is able to do in all aspects of the game is that was just kind of like the rubber stamp of that for me. So definitely pretty cool. Um, I would like to call out the Phoenix Mercury announcers. I'm Uh-oh. not even. 
Well, I'm not going to take the time to look up their names because they don't think it's necessary to call people by their names whenever they're talking about someone like Tina Charles, who I understand that that ended poorly. But um, continuously referring to her as a number was kind of messy and unprofessional, to say the least. Like, I understand that it ended poorly. And if you're someone who's buying into totally on Phoenix's side, that you could say that she quit on the team. She probably did. But... <laughs> Treat her with some level of professionalism. That does not make you look any better as an organization by acting that way. And the commentators are the mouthpiece of the organization in this regard. So for, if that's the message you're putting out, that doesn't make it sound like we don't support those that quit on us. It just makes you sound pet, like just immature and childish and, and an unserious organization, which the weeks before and since then certainly give that, that, that picture as well. So just overall – a bad job by Phoenix's announcers. Yeah, it's that's petty and not tastefully petty. I'm waiting for you to find a way to make the pun with Shay. No, there's, there's. I like Shay Petty too much to bring her into this. Well, just because she's on the team was my well, point. Well, yeah, but like, I mean, I, I love. We've talked about like we want the W to be a little more messy and a little more, you know. I don't want to say competitive because it's very competitive, but you know, you, you know, we want a little bit of that kind of poking back and forth, but not from the comp. And I don't want the commentators. To yeah. Do that. Like, yeah, it's just, I don't understand. Like you said, I obviously love the drama of this league. I love that the players are like one of the best things about sports is rivalries and, and, and stuff like that. And I think that we get that a lot with the way that, a lot of the players interact on Twitter. We, we get more than any other league. It feels like we get a front row seat to that um, just because of how much of personalities a lot of these players are on, on social media and even whenever they get the screen time that they deserve. But I'm not looking for that from a team employee. I think that's like, it's just, could you imagine? Like, I just can't imagine most teams or organizations or, leagues or what have you doing that it would be called out immediately and this deserves to be as well it's pretty pretty tacky carissa you want to tell us about the commissioner's cup info you sent to us earlier yeah it's just some facts if you don't know well good news is Sloot is going to be back so i have the sky taking the game oh my god she's getting well, really i i feel like the entire team could be out and still the sky taking the game you think so yeah, I've met you. <laughs> no, I wouldn't do that. All right. So where are these facts, Chris? And hit us with the facts. Okay, y'all ready? Yes, sir. So we have the facts and the figures for the Commissioner's Cup game presented by Coinbase. So for the prizes, uh, each team will be vying for the prize pool in the amount of $500,000 during the championship game. Each player on the winning team will earn 30000 Players on the runner-ups team will earn 10000 each. And the MVP will earn an additional 5000 And so that's for the players. Fans also get something. Um, each person in attendance will be able to access a free collectible NFT called a POAP, Proof of Attendance Protocol. <laughs> Interesting, interesting thing. Very. Um, And then, in addition, 
to those prizes. It was announced, I think, last night or the day before that an additional cryptocurrency bonus of 120000 for the players in the championship with each of the players receiving 5000 each. Coinbase will provide the funds in Bitcoin to each player's Coinbase account. Interesting. There. We also have charities of choice. So each of the 12 WBA teams designated a local char- charitable or civic organization to receive donations from the WBA as part of the 2020 Commissioner's Cup. Um, let's go through the sky in Las Vegas. Aces won nine of their Commissioner Cup games, earning their respective organizations $18,500 each. Uh, Chicago is my block, my hood, my city. And Las Vegas is ACLU of Nevada. Yeah, I didn't look at it. I, I, I looked at the first, I didn't even look at the second picture when you sent it earlier. I, I didn't realize the, the, that all of the, every organization is donating something that's, or like earned levels of charitable donations. So that's really cool. Yeah, each team. Um, Quite a bit of money to the ones that they chose. Yeah, I mean it ranges from eight thousand to eighteen five for a total of one hundred sixty five thousand. It says mm-hmm. that's pretty good. That's great. You love to see it. It's I I have been not even critical, just kind of uninterested in everything that the commissioner's cup is. But if it's going to generate things of this nature then, like, obviously I'm all for it. I am all for the players getting another way to make money as well. Bailey, I know you and I at least have our qualms with crypto, but, yeah. you know, if I'm not going to criticize how if they get their money, and then, you know, I would just say don't have those diamond hands, just sell out now. But, uh, you know, whatever, anything to give the players more money, I'm all for. So, any, by any means necessary. And it looks like it should be a good game. So there's that as well, right? It should be. I just, I like the, I like the presented by Coinbase. I like the, um, the partnership there. It's just giving away crypto in a, in a down market right now is, is a little. And I also think classes should be given with this. Like when you're yeah. having people invest in crypto, they need to be educated on crypto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like, honestly, if I was given it, like, I would just be like, "What? Huh? What do I do with this?" So, and I'm, I'm sure I'm not alone. So, and I also just wonder, like, how genuinely interested the W players are in this, because, like, and honestly, like, Bitcoin is down right now, like Carissa said, but also, like. From what I understand, there's like a pretty significant like environmental impact with cryptocurrencies, and like I feel like that kind of goes against everything W stands for. Um, and I also have seen like these articles about Coinbase being in trouble for insider trading. So like, I, it's kind of weird to me. It's good to have a sponsor and a big sponsor at that, but like. I don't know. I, I will admit I'm very anti-crypto anyway. And NFTs, I think it's all kind of a scam. Um, but it's very strange. Very strange. I genuinely do too. But also, if it, like I said, it's not like they're, these players are not necessarily supporting the scam. They're just, you know, taking the sponsor's money and we can yeah. talk, no, talk nothing about wrong Nothing wrong with that. I'm happy for them. Yeah, I would definitely get it and sell it. Correct. <laughs> I would sell it. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Anyway, let's get into the game. So Chris already spoiled her pick. So Bailey, I'm not saying this with the pick, the winner right now. We can get to that later if you want. But what are, what are, what are you looking forward to most of this game? Um, I'm <clears throat> excuse me. I'm mostly looking forward to. I want to see because last year was a really one sided game, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to see how differently the teams play from last year. Mm-hmm. Because this time they won't be coming off a long break. It's pretty close to all-star break, but mm-hmm. nothing like the Olympic break and things of that nature. And um, while I still think um, – I still wonder about how much the players actually care about the Commissioner's Cup, I do think there is more around – like more hype and allure to it this year maybe because it's just the second year of it and it's more established or whatever you know but I, I do think there's more to it um and so I'm curious to see how they come out and play and then we got two really great teams to watch play um two teams that I think will match up really well stylistically and talent wise and so I, I think it'll be a top-notch game yeah, it's, I was talking to one of our contributors at Outlet Pass, Christian, about it because he's, he's writing a preview piece. And he's a Sky fan, but he's even with that caveat, he's he's excited because he said of all the teams that like they could face, this is the only thing that has really kind of given them pause this year. Like it's not the, obviously that's not their only loss of the season, but it's the most interesting matchup that they've seemed to face. So. They've split their two games this season. I, you're looking at – I mean, there's so much star-level talent on both sides of, of this game. I think that – they're also, like, playing, like, the most it, – it, it's interesting that what's being rewarded by, like, wins so far is, um, like, the two teams that seem to have revolutionized WNBA offense to the most, like, extreme levels so far. I like the way you put that. It should be a really good game, though. Like, I'm excited for it. The only thing I'm worried about is – us just playing the back to back. Okay, yeah, it's it's something, but I don't I don't know. I'm I, I think that for and I, like my team was in it obviously last year, but what Bailey said, I'm even more excited about it this year. And it's not just because like not just because my team got dumpstered last year because I wasn't excited about it going into the game. It was it, it just was like, what are we doing? We're just coming back from Olympics. I, it, who cares? I'd rather just get to the to the end of the regular season and like actually play that out. Um, and it didn't help that last, like the way that not that they really advertise which games were commissioners cups games more this year, but whenever you're running through the first half of the season, you're like, what am I thinking? What game, what's the difference here? You didn't really notice. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, um, I think it'll be, I think the shorter break and obviously they can't control it. They have no control over when the Olympics are, but I think the shorter break actually lends to it more because it feels like it's, more in the flow of things, but also like an appropriate break for the other teams. Like it, it is that nice little bit that is enough. So, um, yeah, it should be awesome. I think it helps that they're two of the most fun teams to watch, like yeah. objectively. So, and like I said, I think implementing it in a in an Olympic year was kind of interesting, you know. But this year, I think being in a non Olympic year, it will definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, flow, flow better. That's you know what I'm trying to say. Well, and like it was obviously like 
it took a pandemic pushing back the, the Olympics to make the 25th anniversary be in the same season. So, so I understand why they wanted to do it in the 25th anniversary. If that makes sense. Um, it's just, yeah, I don't know. It, I'm, I'm looking, I'm looking forward to tomorrow more. Like I, as, as we've led up to it, I, I've actually been more excited for it than I thought I would be because of the, I, I think it's because of the matchup. Honestly, I think that these are, as of right now, the two title favorites, not just because of their records, but because of like they play so much more free basketball than anyone else. And that was what we noticed last year with the sky when they went on the run was how free they seemed to play. It, like I'm, I watched tons of Connecticut games, obviously, and everything feels like a labor just to get to the end of the game. I feel the same way sometimes watching Seattle. And maybe that's because of them being a defensive team, but these two teams just feel like nonplussed at all times, even as, as, as Vegas has struggled in recent weeks. Like I still have, a high level of confidence in them who would and this is like a uh, obviously we'll kind of we'll start with this and then because the other question would kind of spoil the first one but uh, i chris already said the sky baby who are you gonna pick to win i'm gonna pick the sky as well good job I, I saw someone yesterday and they tweeted something like who in the league can beat this guy right now like and they were talking playoffs wise but like this is kind of like a mini playoff game. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm not betting against this guy. Can't, can't do it. I've been saying Sky and four all year. <laughs> Tomorrow's going to be Sky and one. It's, it, it's interesting. I, I think that that's – you say Sky and four, that would require them to lose one of those playoff games, and I would pick them to lose this one. I think they're going to win the title this year. I've come fully around to that, but I still think that – this one game sample, I think, could obviously go either way. I, I, for whatever reason, I think that this is going to be – this is where the Aces get, like, their first championship of sorts and then are not able to win the real one this year. But, like, it's still something to take away from the season to kind of build on. So, that that is my prediction. What would you say? Interesting. I also don't think the Sky are going to – like, the Sky have the benefit of winning the title last year, so they know that even though this is something that's relevant and important – they know there's bigger things for them, whereas the Aces don't have that background. You know what I mean? Like, see, but I, I think Corey, I'm, I'm kind of the opposite both. Though I think last year we saw the sky go 16 and 16 and win a championship, and this year I feel like since they're back healthy and everybody's here, I feel like they're just gonna have their foot on everybody's throats for the rest of the year. And I think it's gonna be a great game. I'm not saying they're gonna come out and demolish the Aces, but. And I, I do. I just think I think it's a bad matchup. Honestly, I I don't think they see that matchup well against the sky. But they need to find some defense. They need to find some depth. Mm. That too. Repair. I mean, I'm just saying. Like, I just feel like um, I don't. I just yeah. I just Kali, I think Kalia Copper. I don't think the uh, the Aces have a good matchup for her. No. I love I love Jackie Young. I do, but I I don't. And Jackie Young is a very strong guard. I think she has the strength. I don't think she has the – I don't want to say lateral quickness, but, you know. I was going to say, like, the lateral foot speed. The kinda... general foot speed. That's what I'm yeah. getting at is the foot speed. Um, you know, and then obviously Asia is going to be able to counteract one of the two bigs. But, like, do you put her on Candace? Do you put her on Edelmisa? Like, what do you do when Teresa plays on comes in? Because respectfully yeah. – um, you know, and then like, I mean, it's just, it's just, a, there's just a lot to me. 
And I mean, I think that applies to every team. And I do think the Aces are in that caliber of team that can overcome this. I just don't see it happening in a game like this. Like, if this was just a regular season game, like a regular season matchup, like, oh, yeah, the Aces might pull out. But, like, it's got a little stake to it. And I am not betting against this guy. Can't do it. Well, that's fine. I will continue my trend of doing that being wrong. I'll, I'll put uh, 10,000 crypto on it. <laughs> uh, so my follow the question I was going to ask first, and I was like, well, if I ask this, that's going to kind of spoil the, the, the answer to the first question. Uh, who, who are you? Who would, and I'll start with you for this time first. Who are you going to pick for uh, Commission <laughs> Cup MVP? Mm, okay, so I'll pick someone from the sky because they're going to win. <laughs> yeah. Um, Dang, I got a. I got Khalid Cop. I like it. I like it. Bailey, how about you? That's exactly who I was going to pick. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, I said, and I, I you guys first. You guys had the Chicago, you guys had the Chicago pairing I, there. I honestly didn't think that Chris was going to pick Kondo. I was expecting her to stay. Sloop, to be honest. See, okay, yeah, my head because I was definitely going. I was definitely going to, but I was like, you know what, Kavi showing up. Well, so and obviously, like Sloop's coming off the injury, but in the so in the two games that have been played between these teams so far this season, she's actually the leading scorer for the team, averaging eighteen and a half points per game, with six rebounds, five and a half assists, a steal block, shooting forty five percent from three, and near and fifty seven point seven percent from the field overall. So if that's any indication, I Sloop's been really good in this matchup, but like obviously you can't go wrong with like Kaw at all. She's she showed last year she's a big game performer. My my uh my second pick was going to be Quigley. Okay. She had a good game the other day. Really good. Yeah. Yeah. Mine, my pick will obviously be a member of the Aces, Aces. if I'm picking them to win. And um, I, I think Bailey, this goes back to when we were talking pre All Star game. That And then I made the joke afterwards that I guess Eddie Plum just stood for the All Star game. I'm hoping now she gets a tiny shot glass trophy from this one as well. Um, and then she racks up all the MVPs this year except for the actual MVP. So I'm oh, going so you to think go she's with gonna... MVP Plum. You're giving her finals MVP too? I meant fi- all the regular season ones. <laughs> you know what? We'll see. We'll see. Well, all I'm going to say is someone on Twitter the other night tweeted that the Aces were Kelsey Plum's team. Ooh. Okay. With on on the little change my mind meme, and uh, yeah, uh, I'm just gonna leave it at that. If I was to take an ace, I'm absolutely taking Age Wilson, and I'm not looking back at that. That's fair. Like I I, I get it. I'm I obviously I think it's between the two of them. So if if an ace were to win, so I just think I think Kelsey's kind of on a roll lately. So. Man. To each their sure, own. There, there is no aces without Asia. We got to talk about it before we get going. Have y'all seen the chaos today from this space on Twitter? Yeah, well, so actually, I was going to ask you to explain that to me generally because I, I was working and I saw Twitter exploding. I don't know what happened, but so I was working too. But here's my general understanding, Carissa. If you, if you know better than me, please cut me off at any point in time. I did not join that spaces, but. I saw all I needed to see on the TL, yes, especially from Sabrina. 
Yeah, so so apparently, Corey, here's my understanding of the timeline. There was a space called WNBA Championship. I saw that. And to my understanding, Daniel Artest was there. You know, Daniel? I've heard the name. Um, and I think Subria joined in. And they were in there spouting out a bunch of ignorant, stupid stuff. And so Sabria started tweeting about it, which attracted flocks of W Twitter people in there to the point where it sounded to me like they were just getting packed up in their own space. But like it also came off to me. It's a very interesting line to walk here because this went on for like five hours in the middle of the day. Yeah, I saw it was rather long. And apparently this person hosting the space um, thinks that the Sparks are going to win it all and they're like the best team and that Liz is going to give you 25 and 15. And uh, apparently he he called Brittany Sykes, Brianna Sykes, and um, apparently said NECA is better than Candice and all these things. Um that just really, really just show ignorance, right? And I am all for W Twitter trying to hop in a space and not only stand up for the W and whatever and, you know, educate people. But at some point, if it's obvious that these people are just here to troll or to get reactions... Just leave them be. To me personally, as a Sparks fan, as soon as this man said the Sparks are going to win the championship, I would have left the space and moved on with my day. Because at, at that point, and like apparently he kept using the word females mm. and all these things. And I'm just like, why are y'all still here? Like, and to me, and 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 I already know that he is going to take that interaction and twist the narrative and say, oh, well, W Twitter's over-emotional or a bunch of women came in and attacked. Like, he's going to twist it somehow, and it's going to be back at square one, and it's going to all in all be pointless. Sure, it was funny for a little bit, but, like, you know, like, was there really a point to being in there for five hours? Like, was there really a point to putting this man on blast when that's really what he wanted? Like, you know, and, and y'all know I love Sabria. I love everybody that was in there, but like, I kind of just disagree with being in there for so long, like going in there and trying. I love that. Do that. But at some point you just gotta be like, yeah, no, this is going nowhere. Mm -hmm. And especially like, I didn't hop in there, but I, the, the timeline was pretty much commentating it. You know, they are pretty much play by playing it. And it just seemed to me like it was, I don't want to say it was a negative thing, but I don't, I don't really see any positives coming out of it either. Like, yeah, sure. Maybe with some entertainment, but like, I don't know. I feel like it gave a platform. I'm not necessarily a platform, but attention to someone that's who that's all they wanted. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, I, I don't know. It's kind of weird. And like, I wasn't there. I didn't hear it. I was at work too, but I saw, you know, a lot of tweets and people were telling me about it. But 
I don't know. I just I definitely think that there were more constructive ways that this could been your day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> than sitting there and listening to someone spout off ignorance and you know giving them a platform. So I mean, they don't, want you to, they don't want you to agree with them. They just want to make you mad and you yell at them, and then they went. And that sounds like that's what happened. Yeah. Um, so I'm not like bashing anyone who was in there. I'm not, you know, like con- like what's the word? Like I, I, I'm not saying they did the wrong thing. I just don't necessarily agree with what they did do. But that's just my disagreeance. It's not meant to be bashing or anything like that because i know it was i know it, at least at the beginning like i know super Neo went in there with good intentions and i know probably some of the early people went in there with good intentions and at some point it was like okay well we're just here now and i was just like okay so yeah i mean that's what happened and it was all over like everyone no, yeah I, I remember like like obviously when i read on twitter like afterwards and i just went well that's a wall of people reacting but i did like yeah, i didn't know right. if i was just getting like reactions or if i was getting like what actually happened but that sounds like i got exactly what happened so interesting wow just be better to people you you can you know just listen and not be ignorant it's that easy right yeah and like I, I tweeted a few things about it because I, I was saying, I was like, for him, it doesn't take anything to do shut up and listen to people that know better than you or admit that you're wrong. But also for the other side, the people in WTW, it doesn't take anything to just be like, okay, I give, like, there's no point in beating this dead horse. Like, yeah. Well, that is going to do it for this week on Rebel Edition. Not this week. We're not, we're not a, a single episode a week full time yet. But I'm kidding. So we will be back later in the week to talk about more of the Commissioner's Cup, kind of the fallout from that. And uh, if any news should break break with me now and then, we'll cover that too. So we'll catch you later this week on Rebel Edition.